You won't believe the questions that fans have for me when they run into me in the barbershop. I'll tell you what some of those things are and try to give you some answers here on Locked On Jaguar. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, good people? Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I'm Tony Wiggins, the host of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. A quick reminder that our YouTube page, Locked On Jaguars, you can subscribe to it for free and check out every single episode and see my pretty mug every single day. Well, that's depending on who's watching it. Or wherever you get your audio podcast, make sure you check out uh, Locked on Jaguars and check in to make sure you don't miss an episode every single day. I want to give a special shout out to the everydayers and a special everyday. My man Wayne, who ran into me in the barbershop today, told me he's an everydayer and that never gets old. So make sure you tap in every single day, hit the bell so you get notifications on YouTube and the like button. I'm glad you all can join me here today. All right. Speaking of the barbershop, let me tell you what happened. I, I don't do this often because I'm not the type of guy that really loves the debate culture about sports, believe it or not. Um, I, I kind of like the monologue aspect of it. And I like a good, healthy dialogue, right? I But I normally don't mix. Like whenever I go somewhere, I'll engage people, I'll meet people. But I normally don't get into like trying to like defend my position on how I feel about stuff or to try to change anybody's mind. Anybody who knows me knows that about me. If you ask me my opinion, I'm going to give you my opinion, but I'm not going to sit here and try to sell it to you, right? So <clears throat> the one thing in my other profession for 30 years that I've always sort of got a little bit of a kick out of is people who know me as a barber don't really know that I'm the same guy that they heard on the radio. Most people don't. And the people that I've always worked with, I've kind of told them, you don't have to tell anybody. If it gets to the point where... I have to back up some of my information, then I'll let folks know. And, and I like the I like being a barber. I just like being that guy, right? But then I like being the radio person or the podcasting person. And then I like when I do uh, some TV and do analyst work on TV. I like every part of all of the things I do to have their own identity. And the reason why I like them to have their own identity is because I thoroughly enjoy them for what they are. And I don't need them to carry over to other parts of my life, right? Well, that's just me and my line of thinking. But sometimes, sometimes you run into folks and you, you're not you're not pulling out your credentials and showing them what who you are. But you do want them to know that sometimes the way that you feel is backed up with facts or information that you're privy to that you really don't necessarily think is shareable to everyone. So I have these great opportunities that I have when I run into folks that know me as a barber listen to my podcast and before the podcast was actually on video sometimes they really had a hard time figuring out i was the same person so i'm setting all of this up because i'm a listener the reason why i say i don't like debate culture is because i love actually listening to somebody else and i don't like having to just go and speak and sell myself right my wife might disagree with that but that's a whole nother story but listen here's the thing 
the questions that I'm getting from Jaguar fans over the last, I say the last three or four weeks, not just today. By the way, Wayne didn't ask me any questions. He just told me he loved the show. And I'm never bothered by it. I'm really not bothered by it, but I find it interesting what the, the, where these questions come from and how so many people have the same questions. So I'm going to tell you right now in segment one what some of the biggest questions are. I want to tell you in segment two whether or not the fans' fears are warranted. I'm going to tell you right now the answer is probably no. And then what the season sets up. And that's going to be an interesting thing because someone asked me who's going to be on the 2024 roster. And I said that there was too much blue sky, and I use that, that term a lot, there was too much blue sky for the 2023 season for me to be worried about 2024. It's like really putting the cart before the horse or whatever, Who, what came first, the chicken or the egg. You know what I'm saying. There's just too much to happen this year. And what if they win the Super Bowl? Like, why would I be thinking about 2024, right? Or what if they take you on this great roller coaster ride? So we're going to talk about that, too, in segment three and then try to tie all this together. I've had fans on Twitter. I've had fans on social media. I've had not fans of me, but fans of the show. And so these questions and these things is like one big gumbo pot of all of the things kind of put together. Right. So one of the things is, is y'all ain't gonna believe this one. They got to strike while the iron is hot because the window of opportunity in the NFL closes really, really fast. There's some factual, uh, there's, there's facts about that because over the course of, I think the last five or six years, they're they're probably under 60% of teams that actually make the playoffs one year and come back the next. We've seen teams go to the Super Bowl, teams that were coached by like Doug Peterson when he was in Philadelphia, win the Super Bowl and don't sniff the playoff two, two years consecutively after that, and Doug Peterson got fired. It happens. The Rams won the Super Bowl, had a bunch of injuries. They purged the roster with just about everybody because guess what? Didn't win it again. Didn't even make the playoffs. Last year, in fact, was a miserable season for them. So there's this thought, this, this thought that because of the level of competition in the AFC, that the Jaguars, and this actually is a question because the question was like, don't you think they have to hurry up and get one um, because they're going to run out of time to get one? The answer to that, even though it's a very valid question, is an absolute no. Slow down. Stop where it was a song I used to love in 1980, 86, 87, 88 called Slow Down Because I Can't Take the Heat. Listen, man, we all please enjoy, please enjoy the position that this team is in right now. Really good coach, really solid roster. Quarterback, he's on the uptick. He's already one of the seven or eight best quarterbacks in the league. He's 23, I think, maybe 24. Please enjoy this position a little bit more. Just enjoy it. Just have fun with it. Have fun with this is a young roster. Just please have fun with it. Enjoy uh, being in a position that you haven't been in in a while. Now, whatever's going to happen in the season is going to happen in the season. But just like if, if things don't go the way that you want them to go, what's the difference between 23 and 24 when they could switch right back around? I think the Jaguars have been so bad for so long that it's hard for people to believe that there's really a good chance that this is a real good team. And they're putting the pressure on themselves as well as the team to overperform this year 
and win the Super Bowl right now while they're hot. This is they are the Rams, okay? They don't have a 30-some-odd-year-old quarterback and a 30-some-odd-year defensive tackle and a cornerback that's going to want some more money soon. They just don't that, and, and a, an offensive line that's in shambles, and Von Miller, who was going to want some more money too. This is not the same situation. This is more like one of those older situations. The Cowboys of the 90s, we hope, right? The Patriots or the Colts under uh, Tom Brady. The Chiefs, once Patrick Mahomes got drafted, even though he didn't play his first year, that maybe the Bills. And the Bills were one of the teams that, that they use as an example. They really think the door is closing on Josh Allen just because him and Stephon Diggs got into an argument. Enjoy your situation, your culture. I have told people all along, and that's why if you see the thumbnail, the thumbnail is a picture of Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. If anything, that is the thing. That is your Tylenol. That is your antibiotic. That is that is your whatever pill you're going to take to get rid of your anxiety. And, and I'm not picking at uh, mental health because I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a patient of mental health. But what I'm saying is, this football anxiety that you have because your self-esteem football-wise has been beaten up over the years, we, we got to let that go a little bit, all right? We can't have Stockholm Syndrome that we're still worried about stuff that doesn't exist. The quarterback and the coach and the combination of the two should give you confidence that this is going to be something that's sustained for the long haul. And I don't think that they have to win it this year, although we're leaving the door open for them to do it. All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to run it down for you. We're going to get into it and find out if the rest of the fans' fears are warranted. And I'm going to mention some more things that fans keep hitting me with. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. But first, I have to let you know about the sponsor for today's show, Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means, the official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger, with $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code Locked On. One word. To get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. It is the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. Make sure you hit up Underdog Fantasy and use the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. All right, man, we're running it down here on Lock on Jaguars talking about fans and their fears about this season. So one of the other things that folks hit me up with was, but what about the defense, man? I'm so worried about the pass rush. I'm so worried about slot corner. I was like, those are legitimate concerns. We even brought that up uh, with, um, I think it was a podcast two days ago, if I'm not mistaken, where we brought up, all of that stuff. In fact, I can tell you exactly when it was, and just in case you want to go back and listen to exactly what I said about that. There you go. It was two days ago. If you watch, there's a picture of Devon Wilson 
making a one-handed cat saying will divod conquer if you're doing it on audio podcast it's two days ago if you're doing it on video just look for divod making that one-handed catch on youtube and you can hear exactly what i said because it is a legit a legitimate concern right you want more than three and a half sacks from trayvon you want more than just pressures from josh allen you want your third guy whoever it's going to be to be just as good or effective or maybe even more than arden key you want more pass rush from your newly extended defensive tackle of devon hamilton you want roy robertson harris to play all year the way he played at the end of last season you want adam gostas and duan smoot and all those guys to elevate their play you want devin lloyd to make some plays right i get it i get it i totally get it you want better play from trey herndon or you want somebody like devon wilson or whoever to win the job from trey herndon so that the slot is not something that we're sitting here talking about every single week as something that needs to improve totally understand Here's all I got to tell you. If you know it, they know it. And if they didn't break their neck to go out and get people that they feel like they can develop. One thing I will tell you about this entire staff, whether it's from the scouting department, the GM, the coach, they ain't hedging their bets on anything. They're gambling on themselves. They are looking at the talent that they have and they're saying to themselves, that's good enough. And now I got to do my job and develop it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta give them an applause for doing it. You gotta give them applause for doing it because it would be real easy for them to go out here and just sign somebody to a bunch of money, and then if the, those players don't work out, then they get a little bit of heat from signing them, but they won't get the heat for them not being successful because you will say at least they tried, and most of the heat will go to the player who underperformed after getting big money in a contract. Always does. Look at Chad Griffin. Shaq Griffin was he was beat up. People were ready to run him out of here in the middle of last season, and nobody blamed anybody in the organization. They blamed everything on him. It always happens. How many times have y'all heard me say over the years, the fans are going to always fan with the ownership, even if it might take them a week or two to get there, but eventually every player that ever left here was their fault. Even after all of the people got fired that brought those players here and had some public spats or whatever with those players, even if those players went somewhere else and won a championship and still went to Pro Bowls, it was their fault that they wanted to leave. So I'm not making that up. That's just the way that that goes. Because the organization is going to be here forever. Players come and go. So it's a a natural thing for fans and people that spend their hard-earned money, and not only their money, their emotions, wanting this team to win. It's only natural that, they always figure out a way to reconcile with the ownership, no matter who it is, and with the colors and with the uniforms. And come August, they're right back out there sweating at training camp. And come September, they're right back out there drinking beer and water, trying to keep warm in, in, in that hot stadium. And, yeah, they, they're going to always rock with the fans. So are your fears warranted about the pass rush? Yes, they are. But here's the thing about it. If it doesn't work, you know exactly who to blame. They should have known better to go out and get some other people. And that's why I'm not panicking about it. I'm not panicking about it because it's my job to report on what happens. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to report it and I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them a business just like I always have done when they have not been successful and it's been something that was staring them right in the face that was obvious that they needed to fix, and they got all cheap. Now, I will tell you this. 
I'll bite the bullet on this one. I've been beating them up for two years, not adding tight ends. I said I wouldn't have franchise tagged Evan Ingram. Everybody's probably glad they franchise tagged Evan Ingram right now because of his production and the way he's looked in training camp. And Luke Farrell is looking really good. And then they drafted Brenton Strange. And then what do you know? Garrett Prince steps up. And all of a sudden now, the Jaguars are four deep at tight end. And they're four deep with versatility. So they did depend on and they did count on their ability to not only draft and, and acquire talent, but to develop that talent and to coach them up in the offseason program as well as in the system. And Doug Peterson has always had, had really good tight end play, whether he was a head coach or an assistant coach. Is there something that says you should have trusted them more to do what they always do? Wig, even Trent Baalke, we can talk about his draft history all he want to. Drafting tight ends for the 49ers wasn't a problem. I know it's easy to get Vernon Davis, but he also got Delaney Walker and Vance McDonald and guys like that. They ain't never had no problems getting the tight end. If there's one position that you can at least identify and say that he does a good job with, that's one of them. Other fears, offensive line, are they going to be able to hold up? That's a good question because I don't know. They're going into the season banged up. Tyler Shatley's banged up. Ben Barch is banged up. Um, Cam Robinson kind of banged up, but that's not his biggest issue. His biggest issue is he'll be suspended for the first four games. So, yeah. That's going to be a big question. My answer is Doug Peterson has a way of getting the ball out really, really quickly. They've also improved the physicality of the tight end position and their running backs with backup Tank Bigsby, and they have more depth at running back. Now, you know everyone. There was somebody that tweeted at me today about the, the four running backs, and they named them all. It's very rare that you can name all four guys and have in your mind a body of work and evidence that you've seen them actually play really, really well before. You don't with Tank, but everybody assumes Tank. If you've been out to practice, you ain't worried about Tank at all because his name fits exactly who he is, and that's exactly what he plays like. So, sure, with the receiver weapons, the uh, the, the running back, and Doug's ability to scheme things up and even use Jamal Agnew to have some misdirection going on, I'm not too concerned about the offense. I don't want Trevor getting banged up. But I like what they've started to develop. And you might see some names you know that won't be names around here very long because you might see some new players get some of that work. What the season sets up, I'm going to tap in just a little bit to the future of this team because I'm going to let you know right now, one of the things that I told someone who was asking all these questions about this year, I said, it's not about one year. You want to be good for a decade. And if you hang around for a decade, the Ravens have done that. The Chiefs did it, and, and then they finally got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Tony Dungy did it when he really couldn't beat the Patriots, but he was right there. There are some teams that have hung around and hung around and hung around, like the 49ers are in the middle of that right now, long enough and were relevant, and then all the things that had to happen for them to have some success all came together all at one point. Because make no mistake about it, you also need luck and you need some good fortune 
in order to win the Super Bowl. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast and make it your next watch. The Wednesday show is probably out right now. I think it is with me and James Rapine, but look at it every single day because it's your team every day, and you need to make that your next watch. More of Locked On Jaguars to come as we talk about the future without going too much past the present. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. All right, recapping real quick, the biggest question is about 2023. Most of them were just panic questions, and I think I kind of broke a couple of them down to you, and we went long form with them. Um, fans' fears, are they warranted? A little bit, but I think that fear is also rooted in a little bit of not wanting to be as disappointed. As, like you know something's about to happen, but you can't believe that it's going to happen until it actually does, and you don't want to be patient. To the point where people are asking me about 2024 and 2025. All right, so let me set this up. I'm not going to just gloss past 2023 because there's a lot of stuff that has to happen before we can draw conclusions about the future. But my point about even looking towards the future is that what they're doing now, in my opinion, is not just about this season. And I know coaches, coach speak, they're going to tell you we're just focused on what's in front of us right now. And that's what they should be doing. Because this group of players is very, very unique. And once the play stops in the offseason and they have to reboot it and start all over, it's a whole new season. And what you did the year before can't help you in this year. All of that's true. But I will tell you this. It's somebody's job in that building to be looking at how they're going to make sure that this team is built correctly and built for the long haul. When you talk about stuff like positional value, when you talk about contracts, you, when you talk about who's re, who, who do we get re-signed and who do we do early and how many years is going to be and fiscal responsibility, all of those things are geared towards the team being really good and really successful for the long haul. Now, back to the thumbnail. Right coach, right quarterback. Good foundation. Even after one successful season, they did not have a situation where they had a whole bunch of um, that they had a whole bunch of coaches leave attrition. That's the word I'm looking for. They did not have a whole bunch of attrition. They did not have. There were some people I think that requested to interview the offensive coordinator and Press Taylor, and they were denied. No, we ain't finished. We ain't finished with Press. We need we need him here for a little bit while longer. So they got they have that continuity. With a little bit more success this year, they may not have that continuity. They may not continue because people will start poaching your coaches and they'll start pulling them and they'll start saying, whatever they're doing, we want to be a part of that. We want to take whatever they've learned and we want to incorporate it in our team and we want to move forward. But right now, that's not a problem. And I can't imagine anybody that would leave unless Mike Caldwell gets a head job, that anyone that would leave and have it really, really affect What's going on here? Because the main thing that's going on here is Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence ain't going nowhere. In fact, this time next year, they're going to be talking about a contract extension. So the question is, is like if they extend Trevor, and this is a legitimate concern that someone brought up. Once they extend Trevor, is that going to hinder them being able to get and keep other people because everybody can't get paid? Totally legitimate question. I say let this year play out. And see, I think who you need to pay, I think is they're going to show you. 
you'll be shown whatever happens this year. That's why I say we can't rush the days. And I'm 54 years old, man. I People are like, thank God it's Friday and all of this stuff. I can't wait till the weekend. I can. I ain't trying to die. I'm not, I'm not rushing anything. I, I can wait. I appreciate these Tuesdays and these Wednesdays. I work on Saturdays anyway. So, you know, I ain't looking forward to Friday night. Friday night, I'm worn out and I'm home in my bed. So my thing is don't rush the days. Don't rush the years. Enjoy and savor the moment and everything that comes with it. And next year will take care of itself. As long as you got the coach and the quarterback, and mainly the quarterback, but the coach is very important in this particular situation until the quarterback matures, until you ain't even got to tell him what to do. He comes in and he knows what to do by himself. In fact, he could probably run practice. Well, eventually, we'll get to that. But right now, there's a journey here. And I think the, the goodness is in that journey, regardless of what the, what the result is going to be this year. At some point, if you get that result down the line, you're going to remember 2023. So enjoy it. Bask in it like a bubble bath, man. Just chill. Don't worry about what's going to happen next year because there are a whole bunch of things now that's going to have a, a huge effect on when they actually do win the championship. And I didn't say if. I said when because I have the confidence that Trevor Lawrence is going to be able to take this franchise to those heights but you can't rush it. And I know you want that result so bad. I booked my room. I booked the Airbnb for the Super Bowl in Vegas. I'm going to be honest with you. Did I book it because I think the Jaguars are going? No. Doesn't mean I don't think they have, don't have a chance to go, but that ain't why I booked it. I booked it because my military reunion is out there and my buddy's retiring from his second job. And I haven't been in four years. And I told him I promised him I was coming. And normally we go out there Super Bowl weekend, but the Super Bowl is somewhere else. Well, this year is there, so I'm just I'm gonna kill two birds with one stone, and I'm not gonna kill two birds, Peter. So please, I'm not. That's a figure of speech. Somebody gonna tell me? I know somebody's gonna say a 2604 wig is copping, please, to Peter. But no, I just want to make sure that I don't offend anybody. But the thing is, is if they do go, I'll be there. I will be there. And so will most of y'all. You're going to figure it out. I don't, I, you'll take a sleeping bag to Vegas. If the Jags go to the Super Bowl, I don't care if they got all those rooms booked already. The Jaguar Nation is going to be there. And I know it. And I did. I call them the Jaguar Nation. What, what do we call us? What do we call us? I know we do vault till we die and all of this stuff. But we got to figure out something to call Jag fans. Stop worrying. I'm not going to talk about 2024 other than to tell you who I think they'll prioritize. So anybody that's in their third year, going into their fourth year, some of them will play through it. Trevor will be there in ETN. You ain't got to worry about either one of them because both of them probably getting a fifth-year option. And Trevor's going to get his money. Quarterbacks never have to beg for money unless your name's Lamar Jackson for some strange reason but or a reason that ain't that strange, but whatever. Um, Josh Allen, Tyson Campbell. Walker Little, those guys will be in their fourth season. They'll be under contract. Since none of them were first-round picks, they couldn't get a fifth-year option. You can't put an option. So they maybe they'll go in there and try to get some of them done early. Andre Cisco. The fact that I can name all of these third-year players that you want re-signed some, at some point during next season tells you that they must have did something right with that draft. And if they did something right with that draft, 
then maybe those guys, as they mature, can give you exactly what you want, and that's a chance to win a championship. I hope I give you everything you want every single day here on Locked on Jaguars because it's your team every day. We always thank you for making us your first listen. Once again, shout out to the everydayers. And if you're not an everyday, you can be if you just come back every day and I'll do the same thing to you. What up to my man Wayne for coming up to me and talking to me and shaking my hand saying that he's a great, great listener every single day. He even called himself an everyday because that's that's the why in what we do here. And I hope I answer some of those questions and some of those fears for people. I'm not telling you that you're wrong to worry, be weary, or be afraid. I'm just telling you we don't know if you should be scared or not because, hell, you might not need to be afraid at all, and then you wasted all of that energy being fearful for no reason. Never fear. I'll be back tomorrow with another fearless, fearless podcast here on Locked on Jaguars, and I hope you do the same. Until then, you guys take care of each other, and we'll see you next time on Locked on Jaguars.